0: Get ready! Get ready! This
1: is the Buffalo Down Draft House podcast with Brad the Bruiser, Icor, and Alex Jones. And we got
0: one. I'm not into making promises, um, and I think you'll find that out about me soon enough as well. I'm not uh, the promises I'll make are, are we're going to be competitive. We're going to compete every day. What I what I intend to do is it starts it starts today. It started yesterday when, when I accepted the job the day before. Uh, we're going to compete on a daily basis. I'm going to build this culture along with the people in this in this building to develop a daily standard of winning.
1: Here's Brad the Bruiser
0: Eichhorn. and welcome to the Buffalo Down Draft House podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones join you here as. Uh, we're starting to get into free agency uh, Agents are about to sign with teams And more and more uh, We'll see some big news as uh, free agency Hits over this weekend Here and uh, first off How are you tonight
1: here Alex? I am doing fantastic on a Bluff Central New
0: Good deal here Well uh First off here, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, I think, big news today. Uh, A couple signings, a couple wavings here. But right now, I think right off the bat, is that uh, they managed to get Tyrod Taylor to restructure his deal to make it financially feasible for both sides here. So I think everybody wins, and uh, Buffalo has Tyrod coming back as their quarterback next year.
1: Yeah, I think... I think, honestly, it's the best deal for everybody. I think uh, Buffalo gets cash, Tyrod gets paid, and has a longer, you know, it's not a super-guaranteed contract, but it's then probably what like, you would have gotten on the open market.
0: And, you know, you, you read rumors about teams being interested, and there's no doubt, I think, uh, you know, he's not the best quarterback probably, but he's a quarterback that Buffalo already knows what they're getting, and there still can be improvements made. Uh, their new offensive coordinator worked with Tyrod uh, back as a quarterbacks coach in Baltimore, so he's already familiar with Tyrod's uh, body of work. And the good thing is too uh, is that he got really a vote of confidence from uh, Sean McDermott, the Bills' uh, first year head coach, who uh, I, I think speaks huge that this is who he wanted. Uh, you know, I think he worked with you know Doug Whaley and uh, the Pagulas and saying you know this is the guy I want to quarterback my team and. You no, know, like I said, you said here it was the best for both sides here. I don't know. I, I, it, it worried me not so much that you know, if we didn't have Tyrod, really. What worried me is what what was our answer, our quarterback? I don't know that they truly had one or one guy out there on the market. I, I really think that this was a very important move by the Buffalo
1: Bills. Yeah, I completely agree. I think. the I actually actually, the year we were going for um, that we were going to keep Tyrod was the Kyle Williams staying on another year. You know, I, I don't think if he if he thought we were going to go through another complete rebuild, I don't think that he would have. I don't think. I think would have retired. Um, I, I think this proves that we're going for a win now mentality, and pushing it this season.
0: And I I don't think necessarily that it's going to change the draft plans either of the Buffalo Bills, that I could still see them going quarterback first round. I think maybe now there's less of a chance of that happening, but I still think they could definitely uh, address the uh, quarterback position in the upcoming draft.
1: If we're sitting at those six picks, I really just don't like us because... it, it limits us so much more to get better skill positions.
0: I agree. There's definitely positions that they can address in the first round here. Um, so, ultimately, I, I I don't see them going quarterback first round, but maybe later in the draft, you know, like a Cardell Jones, because uh, to be honest here, I, I don't know that this organization is sold on Cardell Jones. We didn't get much of a reading out of him last year. We saw him coming a little bit in Week 17 against the Jets. Uh, but I, he's still very much a project. And maybe they do want to find someone else to compete for the backup spot because uh, I don't see a way in hell that uh, E.J. Manuel is uh, re-signed to come back to this team this year. No, I
1: mean, like Somebody fight. It'll depend on what we do in free agency. If we go out and get somebody like Matt McGloin, here you go, somebody you know a big to see us doing it. But you know, if, if you don't get anybody major in free agency, then I see us drafting somebody in the first. Or, um, you know, honestly, I do like home of um, Texas Tech. Okay elite arm talent. Sort of like Cardell Jones in that sense where he can throw the ball anywhere on the field. The problem is, he wasn't tasked with breaking down plays, calling audibles, doing things like that. So I think that they're similar. You could, and I wouldn't be opposed. the second round going after home. But I think we got We've got to be smart with our picks because we have so few because we went up to get Ragland last year. I think we got to be smart about it.
0: Yep, I agree there. and I, I don't disagree with them going up to get Reggie Raglan and uh, hopefully we have a chance to see him play this year after the unfortunate incident in camp over the summer here. So, uh, um, yeah, we definitely need them to get all they can and squeeze everything out of this draft here. All right, so Tyrod's the big news, uh, but of course there's a couple other signings and a couple other departures there. Let's start with some departures. Uh, There's going to be a definite change at the kicking game as the Bills let Dan Carpenter go, and uh, after his first year in Buffalo, or I, I even almost say his second year here, uh, the last two seasons I think we saw an ultimate regression in his play and they did save some decent cap money by deciding to let him go so ultimately I, I really think that this was the best thing for the bills uh, a parting with Dan carpenter maybe something they should have done uh, a long time ago in fact
1: I disagree um you know it's would. Uh, the writing on the wall. I, I, I'm a big fan. I think there's a cheap option available. And I mean, I trust Doug Whaley's staff to, because to be honest, they, they're they really good at finding, you know, guys who may have fallen through the cracks. Um, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Blair Walsh, though. I think he had a bad season. He sort of had a bad taste in his mouth after that championship game two years ago. And I honestly think he's got a lot left in his leg. And I think that if bring him in, I think he, he, he's successful. A-
0: Yep, I think uh, Blair Walsh would be an excellent addition. Uh, Nikel Robbie Coleman, another player who, I don't know, we saw some decent things out of him. I guess that game in Los Angeles, but aside from that, uh, I have no tears shed in uh, losing him. Uh, Ultimately, I think Marquise Goodwin is going to be signing with San Francisco. And a guy who's really never been healthy until last season, he still missed games last year. I have no tears shed over them. Uh, Right now, from what I'm hearing, is Buffalo's trying to work out a deal with Lorenzo Alexander. I could go one way or the other on that. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen here with uh, Robert Woods. At this point, I don't see them resigning him, so they're going to have to go out and pick up a free agent on the market here. I'd like to see Robert Woods come back, but I think the kind of money he's asking at this point, I don't know that he's really worth it.
1: Yeah, and to be honest, I think that there's better options in free agency. I I think there's going to be guys who they could pick up at a significantly reduced rate who will be very similar to what you could do or we could actually pick up in the draft. Um, You know, I honestly do think that um, one of those things is um, Quentin Patton out of – he played for San Francisco last year. He had the highest, uh, according to PFF, the highest run-blocking. Um. Great. Use the highest graded run. The cheap option. Who's got um? But also, just wipe us in this draft, extremely. Deep. There are a lot of good players that can go in there. Um, and to be honest, we could get some guys out of the drafter and undrafted free agency that could be serious impact players.
0: Yep, I agree with that here, and you know. That's I like the comparison of the run blocking here because really, Tyrod, or uh, Tyrod, uh, Robert Woods, is I, w- I would consider him a run blocking wide receiver, and I think if they could go ahead and get almost an equivalent, if not, someone who would be better suited at that, that position, I, I really don't think that would be a bad deal for the Buffalo Bills at this point here. Because uh, I, I, I do think they need to make some splashes out there Wide receiver and really bolster Any other free agents you think you target at the wideout
1: position? Um, You know, I could see it's going after Inquan Bolden Um, Another tough guy Now, one thing that can't be downplayed about Robert Woods Was his play across the middle He was fantastic at going across the middle To get balls in the intermediate and short ranges uh, He was a tough guy um, but I think that, I honestly think that uh, uh, Anquan Bolden could fit that mold. I think he'd take a little less money, be a lower contract, maybe three years, $4 million. Um But Hands guy, he's a great great guy across the middle, big and a really tough guy. And he could be a great veteran presence in the locker room. Um, you know, and another guy that I think we could target that might be interesting is Andre Holmes. Um, he's a He's a big guy, about 6'4", and he's a good special teamer, so he could take up the mantle that Mar- uh, that Marquis- Marcus easily uh, also uh, left by getting cut today. Um, so I think there's a few guys that we could definitely target that would be, you know, upgrades or at least equivalent to the kind
0: uh, other free agency news here, uh, Buffalo making a couple of splashes here, uh, both at the fullback slash running back position. One of those guys they decided to bring in here is Anquan Boldin, um, who I, I really enjoyed his play, uh, during his time in San Diego as he, uh, you know, he was a fantasy stud. He would just punch the ball in the end zone and, uh, I think in those goal line situations here, uh, I think that they could use the push. So I I definitely like the Tolbert signing. It's just a one-year deal. So uh, see what we can squeeze out of that there. And then they went out and uh, happened to sign the uh, four-time Pro Bowl uh, fullback out of Atlanta as well. Um, Name escapes me right now here. I'll uh, confirm that shortly. But uh, I really think that's a good deal. Excuse me, Patrick DeMarco. So I think both of those signings were decent.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. What's interesting is that uh, I, I forget who tweet I'm quoting. you putting quoting from Twitter, um, so it's it's not my stat. Um, uh, Tolbert has more, four more receptions over the part of his career where Marquise than Marquise Goodwin when he was in the league. So Tolbert, in the four years that Goodwin's been in the league, has four more receptions. Okay. We'll have to see how both of those pan out. And see, uh, I think it's definitely going to be, I mean, honestly, um, he's going to be a great goal line guy. Although fantasy owners are not going to like him. Um, because Tolbert is the vulture. That's just, he, that's who he is. He'll come in on those goal lines, take up, uh, eat up carries. Um, and I really like the signing, DeMarco, he's a really good guy. Um, uh, Uh, And he can honestly really shady with the with this zone run scheme. I mean, he made Tevin Coleman and um, uh, Freeman look real good last year. And I think that that's been a huge part of their run success down in Atlanta.
0: Yep, I absolutely agree with you. So, yeah, I'm 110 percent supported of that signing here. Follow us both here on Twitter. Uh, follow the uh, website here at Buffalo Down. Follow me at Bills Bruiser. Follow Alex at Bills Draft Guru. Um, interesting tweet I just saw here. Uh, on Actually, if- Brad,
1: mine is a.
0: What is your uh, Twitter handle now?
1: It's now sane Alex Jones.
0: Sane Alex Jones. Follow him, sane yes. Alex Jones, and at BillsBruiser here. Um, so the uh, ESPN's Bills reporter, Mike Rodak, puts out a post today. Bills risk status quo by opting for a safe decision on Tyrod Taylor. And then I find someone on Twitter, someone put up mediocre writer maintains the status quo by bashing the team he writes about. So I can uh, definitely appreciate it. As, uh, like any Bills fan out there, I would say that uh, I am not a supporter of the work that Mike Rodak puts out on
1: ESPN. Well, I mean, when you're a Patriots beat reporter and then all of a sudden you see st- there are some eyebrows that will be raised.
0: And it's funny that, uh, I wonder what happened with ESPN and Tim Graham. Cause I know Tim Graham writes for the Buffalo news, but let's remember at one point he was the AFC East blogger for ESPN.com. So I'm wondering that his name never circulated that they did. They pulled in a former Patriots beat reporter and uh probably off the record a diehard uh, New England fan and assigned him to the Buffalo Bills. So uh kind of head scratching at that point. I don't doubt that he's a good guy and uh, the uh, other media in Buffalo seem to get along with him, but uh just the the work that uh he writes it almost like it's you know, he's he's writing to a different demographic here as uh, apparently he seems to think that uh, the Bills fans or Buffalo is not as demographic there as every article seems to have a negative twist or spin on it.
1: He also records that he's a Patriots fan. If you've ever literally read anything he's written, it's it, it pretty obvious. Specifically, his several letters to Tom Brady. Uh, in the post-game wrap-up, his Letter to Tom, and really anybody who you know follows his work at all knows it. All
0: right, we'll uh, stop the uh, Rodak bashing and take a quick break. We'll come back with some thoughts on the upcoming NFL draft and what we like to see the Buffalo Bills do. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House podcast.
1: Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of
0: Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Company Computer Guy. Mr. Company Computer Guy. You are the ruler of the RAM, the guru of the gigabyte, the monster of the memory. Show me the way. When we screw up the Buddha, you are there without you. Computers would megabyte. Megabytes. The countless hours we spend surfing the internet and accidentally stumbling upon porn sites would instead be spent working. working for the man. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Company Computer Guy, for it's you who keeps our logons logging and our hard drives hard.
1: Like beer at busch St. Louis, Missouri. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Eichhorn and Alex
0: Jones. And welcome back to the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Eichhorn and Alex Jones. Diving into another Buffalo Bills offseason as free agency looms here. Like we said, Buffalo already making uh, a couple signings today. Uh, one, of course, was uh, the former Pro Bowl fullback with the Atlanta Falcons, Patrick DeMarco. Mike Tolbert also coming to the Buffalo Bills. And uh, just reported not long ago, they added an offensive lineman from, with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. So more splashes that we'll see made here what I ask you Alex here do you think that the bills will have to address in the draft that they probably won't be able to address in free agency at this point let me turn your mic on here go ahead and answer that question
1: really adorable. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Uh, you know, I, 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 I didn't catch the question, Brad. Uh, my internet cut out real quick. No
0: problem here. The question here is what positions do you think that they're definitely going to have to look for in the draft that uh, you see having them problem with addressing in free agency or maybe that they'll just need extra help with drafting in the draft to complement what they do in free agency signings?
1: Um, you know, I could see that they need a little help at tight end. Um, They also need a little help at, um, just because in, in the West Coast scheme, scheme, they like to stretch the field tight end. Also, I could see them going after Bucky Hodges. Um, Another person is uh, right tackle. We really need some help at tackle. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to address it in free agency with Ricky Wagner off the shelf. Uh, so I think that um that could be another area. Drafting wide receiver. Uh, we really need help at wide receiver. And, uh, Justin Hunter isn't coming back. It doesn't look like Robert Woods is, Marquise Goodwin. We got a lot of holes to fill at wide receiver. So I think that in all honesty, that's another area we could, you know, we could really see the Bills try to focus it on.
0: Yep, I absolutely think that uh, wide receiver is going to need some addressing here. Um, should be interesting to see if, uh, I know Colby Listenby had a non-football injury. They kept him out all last year to see if he can actually come in and be an impact in what would technically be uh, a rookie season for him because, like we said, we need all the help that we can get this year. Uh, Sammy wasn't healthy all year, that we helped Sammy would be healthy and that we'd be able to uh, utilize him along with getting some other weapons in there to help stretch the field. Uh, and try to keep this uh, Buffalo Bills offense proficient. Uh, They At one point, were ranked seventh in uh, total offense last year, so it would be crucial to uh, get some help at the uh, wide receiver core. You bring him tight end, and I'm interested in this. Um, I know you're a, a big fan of the University of Michigan here, and Jake Butt was probably one of the best tight ends in football. Any chance that you could see... Uh, but falling to the Bills at some point, I know he's coming off an ACL injury, so maybe they could get him in maybe a third or fourth round pick.
1: Oh uh, yeah, you know I could see us that uh, that us taking a shot on somebody like that. Um, you know he kind of fits the scheme well. He would be, you know, somebody who would fit here. Um, the ACL just scares me a little bit, you know. Um, and I mean nowadays ACLs are no big deal. It's like a broken bone, but um, in all honesty, I was actually an indie for the Combine, and a guy who really impressed me was Pharaoh Brown out of Oregon. He got up on the bench and hit out, bombed out 24 reps in what looked like a very, very easy process for him. I mean, he's somebody that I definitely also would be interested in. He has some history with the zone-blocking scheme that they do in Oregon, and, you know, he has some other things uh, that – that I think would fit well with this team. And to be honest, he was somebody who really impressed me at the combine workouts we got to see.
0: You mentioned offensive line. Who are you looking at on the line here in the, uh, in the draft?
1: Um, well, you know, Ryan Ramsey, Ram Ramcheck, Ramche, 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 I think it is um, out of Wisconsin is really good. Um, he's a really athletic guy. He, he fit well. Um, he's the closest thing to a day one starter. Um, also, um, Julian Davenport out of Bucknell. Um, you know, he looks like he could be promising. Um, and Forrest Lamp out of Western Kentucky, I think, could be a decent right tackle prospect. He's a big guy. Um, I think he's 6'7, Um And honestly, he could be somebody that could really help us down the stretch. He's also a swing player, so if you need him to play guard or uh, you need him to play another position, he can, which is nice.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Almost when I think that, you know, the Bills drafted Cordy Glenn and they had him move, uh, I think he was playing tackle, and they moved him to guard and it eventually uh, worked out quite well that if they could get someone to slide like that, that would be a, Definitely beneficial at this point here. So, we addressed quite a bit here, in some of the moves that have been made in free agency. Some of the moves that we hope they make in a free agency here. Uh, anything else that you really would like to see addressed here over the weekend as they start to get into it?
1: You know, I'd love to see them pick up a strong safety. I think, oh, um, uh, what's his uh, Jonathan Cyprian out uh, from Jacksonville. Um, he's a Florida Atlanta, Atlantic prospect, and I think he honestly could be a very good, strong safety in uh, McDermott's system.
0: Yep, and that's a position that we uh, need here because don't know what we're going to get health-wise out of Aaron Williams. I don't believe Robert Blanton is going to be coming back. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, that is a position that needs to be addressed as well here. Um, and then what about, uh, you know, just retaining a couple guys here? Do you truly want Lorenzo Alexander back? Do you want Zach Brown back? What about even some of these wide receivers that are presumably going to walk here? Is it worth putting out just a low contract to Justin Hunter or trying to put some together to keep a Robert Woods?
1: Um, You know, I think Robert Woods is sort of, I, I, to be honest, what Robert Woods offers for this team Um, I think can be off. I think you can get at a lower price. Um, you know, I would really like Zach Brown back. Zach Brown seems to be, i, I to me, would be the priority free agent to bring in. Um, and also, I'd like to see him bring Lorenzo back at the right price. But, you know, in all honesty, he doesn't fit greatly in McDermott's system. He is a good leadership guy. But how much does he have left in the tank? Like, that is the biggest question about him. Does he have enough to give you three seasons or one more, you know? So I, I think it all depends on the money, um, but definitely try to bring Zach Brown, ba- Zach Brown back at all costs. And also, a guy that doesn't get a lot of, doesn't get talked about a lot, but should is Ben Tate. Ben Tate honestly deserves to get a contract, even if it's that minimum. He had a great year returning, put us in field position, winning field position a lot of the time. And you know, um, I think he deserves to honestly get some sort of re-signing with us.
0: One name that I did hear at the wide receiver position today that the Bills might target is Brandon LaFell, the former Patriot and soon-to-be former Cincinnati Bengals. Should the Buffalo yeah. go after LaFell?
1: He actually re-signed with the Bengals today.
0: He did resign? Okay, so that like, uh, three-year deal. Like okay, well, too bad.
1: Um, there's another, I believe there's a, one other person I was trying to think of. Kembre, I think Kembrel Tompkins also would be a not-bad fit for us. He's sort of a speedier guy, can get across the middle. He, he would be a good fit as well.
0: And we didn't touch on it because, of, you know, I think it's presumably obvious here that Stephon Gilmore is not going to be part of the Buffalo Bills next year. And for what he's asking, I, I don't think it's worth the money for a guy who, know doesn't touch the ball that often you know we've done fine when we've let some of these big defensive back go uh, you know Nate Clements comes to mind Jairus Bird uh, Antoine Winfield uh, there's other guys that we can get and plug in here that I have no issue letting Stefan Gilmore uh, go and you know have his cash grab out there
1: well and the thing is is that he uh, according to sources uh, uh, according to reports I've read the Chicago Bears he was asking and they broke down negotiations um, so it could be one of those situations that sort of happened a little bit with Jerry Hughes where they test the market no one's willing to give the contract even the bills offered so that they and then they end up resigning with the bills
0: would you have any tears shed should Stephon Gilmore sign with another team
1: no I mean I hope it's not the Patriots but that's definitely I could see them doing something bad. like that um, but in all honesty no I think there's such a depth of corner talent in both the draft and in this free agency class that, you know, I think we won't be affected by losing Gilmore.
0: Just curious your thoughts. Do you think any chance the Jets would go after Gilmore after already releasing Darrell Revis and trying to plug that hole?
1: To be honest, I I don't think so. I don't think they're trying to spend big money this year. I think they're waiting till next year. They're going to make a big push in free agency, and then they might even end up, uh, I think they're going to try to tank it this year. I don't think they're trying to make a big push.
0: All right, that's going to do it for another edition here of the Buffalo Down Draft House podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BillsBruiser. Follow Alex Jones at SaneAlexJones. Alex Jones. Final thoughts here this week.
1: Um, You know, one thing I think that we could, uh, another name to watch is Mario Addison of the Carolina Panthers. I think he could be good depth at the defensive end and add sort of a, a veteran leadership uh, uh, portion to this team.
0: We'll keep you plugged in the free agency. Make sure you follow us, especially throughout the uh, free agency process this weekend here on uh, Buffalo down.com. Big thanks to Alex Jones. Big thanks to you. Like I said, follow us both on Twitter at bills bruiser at St. Alex Jones and at Buffalo. Now also like our work on Facebook uh, leave your comments right here at buffalodown.com for Alex Jones I'm Brad the Bruiser Icorn go Bills
1: this has been the buffalodown.com podcast part of the fan sided sports network and our street
0: media production